This is Chris Connolly, and I'm with the band Bad Pop, and you are listening to the brutally... What, wait, what is it again? Delicious. Delicious. I'll do it again. This is Chris Connolly from the band Bad Pop, and you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. So how are you, Chris? How's your day going? Uh, it's going good. Yeah, just uh, kind of working from home, hanging out. Things are still pretty shut down in Canada. So, you know, it's not a lot you can do, but enjoying. Yeah, things yeah. are starting to open up here in the U.S. And it's uh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's starting, like you don't have to wear masks anymore anywhere. I know. I see on TV. Yeah, we're like, a, I think like a month or two behind the state still with like vaccines. So hopefully yeah. a couple months we'll be on the same page. And my mail feed is filling up with shows and festivals and everything starting in like July. I'm so stoked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It'll be nice just to see live music of any sort. I'll go see a banjo picker right now for whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> Something. I miss live. it. I miss it so much. Yeah, it's uh, it's insane. Anyway, so we always ask this for uh, for those not familiar with Bad Pop. Can you give us the two-sentence boardroom pitch? Bad Pop, good band. Awesome. That's <laughs> that, that is the best, the shortest, most <laughs> concise, but the best one yet. Awesome. <laughs> Definitely. And I have to say, though, like, this is one of the reasons why I like doing this podcast is, is just finding new bands. Finding new bands to, like... And you guys are my favorite in a long, long while. I'm oh, really, thank you. really your stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, she was telling Ex- me that this morning. She was what, sorry? She was telling me about it this morning that she couldn't wait to get you guys on the line because you're the favorite oh. of the day. So. Oh, great. I love it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so go ahead and take the lead since it's, uh, if you'd like. Well, yeah, so I, I know nothing about you uh, other than <laughs> I'm into your tunes. So tell me all about you guys. <laughs> well, uh, we're a band. We're from Canada. Uh, most of us live in Vancouver. One of us lives in Toronto. Um, we've been together since we started in, what, 2017. But a lot of us played in other bands with each other before that, especially a band called Hot Panda. A lot of us did that before, and now we're in this band, Bad Pop. And uh, we put out a full-length record. We toured it a bunch in, like, 2017, 2018. Then we, like, kind of took a bit of a hiatus, got a bit burnt out. Then COVID hits, and now uh, we're (laughs) putting out new music and looking forward to conquering the world again. (laughs) Awesome. So so unlike Rena, I did my research. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She listened. <laughs> she listened to the music. She yeah. listened to it. But so Destructo, the new singles out. How what's been the response to it so far? Has it been fairly good? Yeah, most people seem to like it. Yeah. And then we have another one out called Gray Area that just came out like last month. Uh, but yeah, but th- that's like those are two of the newest things that we recorded uh, a lot of it during lockdown and stuff. So that's like the newest, newest stuff that I'm super stoked on because it's fresh and new. But yeah, right. I'm glad other people like it, too. So I know you said you took a hiatus and you and you came back during the pandemic. Was there a like catalyst or was it just everybody was sitting around with nothing to do and we decided to play music again? Uh, yeah, it was it was kind of like 
I think we were like debating whether or not we were going to put out new stuff. And then being having everything be shut down and just being at home a lot, it just was like you needed to do creative stuff and was missing it so much. So just started working on some old demos that I had and we <laughs> figured out I figured out how to like record over the internet with uh, my buddy in Toronto, Devin, who's also in the band. And so we were doing like over the internet recordings. And at the start that was, we did think it was going to work, but then we got better at it. And yeah, a lot of, a lot of those new songs were, were recorded just in this room and uh, him in his room and just over the internet recording. So I know I've asked this before and usually Chris asks the technical stuff, but he's not here today. Um, was there a latency problem doing that? Cause I imagine that's gotta be tough, right? Yes. Yeah. There is a bit of a latency problem. Um, we, we, you'd have to kind of try putting down a track and then we'd re-listen to it all together and go, ah, no, let's do another take. And then do, so it added a bit of time to it. Uh, but you know, we all have lots of time, right? So. <laughs> right. I guess it's nothing yeah. but time at this point. And it was great because especially in the winter time when it was all cold and rainy here, we were able to just have this creative project to work on. Right. Well, cool. Did you guys all write together or is it more the efforts of one particular member of the band? Uh, I tend to write most of the songs. Yeah. Uh, but this, uh, on some of the new ones, Devin, uh, who's in Toronto, he did, uh, he wrote some of them with me. And then the other people in the band, uh, they uh, they just play live more. Okay. Yeah. So is that lyrics and all? Yes, lyrics and all. Awesome. That's me. <laughs> That's you. I do yeah. remember Hot Panda, by the way. I used to write for a magazine called uh, Pure Grain Audio. Oh, cool. Yeah, I remember Pure Grain. Was, I'm uh, pretty sure I did something with you guys along the way years yeah, ago. Yeah, we, we put out like three, four, four records back in back in the day. In like right. the, you know, the mid-aughts. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. 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 I was just like, you know, doing my research and, and checking out your, your bio text in, in Spotify, which says that you are a band of grownups, which pisses you off. Understandably. <laughs> so I am also in a band of grownups and we're angry as hell about it, but what is your worst, like your, your, your pet peeve about being an adult? Um, Oh, the, my pet peeve about being an adult. I think the thing that uh, I find the hardest about being an adult is that you start to look at time a lot differently. Like there's a sense when you're younger that you just have unlimited amounts of it in front of you and you can kind of do whatever you want. And as you get older, you have to start prioritizing and really using your time more effectively. And that's a bit of a bummer sometimes because... Sometimes it's there's there's it's fun to be loose and free and do whatever you want to do. And uh, as you get older, it gets harder and harder to do that. So that's the thing that annoys me the most about being an adult. I remember being a kid, like, you know, sitting on my mom's front stoop and going, man, I can't wait till I'm 21 or I'm 25. And I could and now I'd give anything to re go back that way and stop rushing it because it goes. You're 100 percent right. It goes too fast and there's not enough time and there's so much shit I wish I would have done. Yeah, and I and I started I started playing uh, in a band in like my mid twenties, like a like a real band with Hot Panda, and so there was that sense when it first got started where it was like going on tour all the time. It was just like, yeah, absolutely. Can I can I get by on it? Kind of if I like sleep on people's couches on tour and occasionally stay, and that and you don't have a plan. You're just 
doing that because you have all this time in right. front of you. And the next thing you know, you're, you know, in your thirties and you're like, holy shit, I can't sleep on a couch anymore. Like, this is like, <laughs> my back is killing me. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My ears are starting to go, you know, all these things start to catch up with you and just, and yeah, all that time that you had in front of you just disappears. And now you're like, yeah. And now you're old and a bit sore, a bit grumpy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Growing up is overrated for sure. Oh, absolutely. It is. <laughs> it is, but there's also like the 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 laws of physics actually like dictate that the older you get, the faster time goes by. You know, you don't have the same time in your hands now, not even like as a full amount compared to how long you have before you die. Yeah, but I know. Just the time that you have in your hands to organize is different than the time that a 14 year old has. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, it's why it's got to be so tough. I feel really bad for like, um, uh, like when I talk to my mom and she talks about COVID and this last year and a half, and it's like missing a year and a half is it's, it sucks for us. But if you're in your seventies, missing a year and a half is awful. Like that's, you know, yeah. Cause you don't have that much more time and you don't know how good that time you have left is going to be. Right. So or I the definitely people, feel, yeah, or the people that are in the same boat. You not, you don't know when you're going to see them or if you're going to see them. Exactly, yeah. Like all the stakes just go up on everything, and yeah, it's it's it definitely made me think about time a lot as I get older. Awesome. So I know we got real deep here for a second, but so is Bad Pop planning on doing any kind of live streams or? Is, is there shows booked somewhere down the road? or I think we held out not doing a live stream long enough that now we're just not going to do it because I think shows are actually going to be happening. But yeah, I think the, the plan is to do some live shows as soon as uh, we're able to do that. Um, our label and uh, the, the place that would make the most sense probably to go to first would be uh, the UK. Uh, so hopefully uh, next year, I'm hoping we get to go to the, uh, to, the new, to the UK and do a tour there. So that would be that'd be fun. We've spoken to a lot of your label mates. We just spoke to Hongza a little bit ago, and oh, yeah, I'm a he's a treat, and I'm a great Sam, big, yeah, he's good yeah, guy. yeah, and I'm a great big fan of the Dead Freights. That's one of my my favorite bands in the last oh, couple okay. couple months. I love those guys. Oh, they, sweet! They've yeah. been regulars on the show doing a, a bunch of different things with me. So they, they seem to do a pretty good job over that label. Yeah, they're 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 cool to work with. Um, yeah, b- back uh, uh, when we first started working with them, we were working with Atchel uh, Dylan, who's he was managing us uh, when we were doing a lot more live stuff, and then mm-hmm. he ended up going on his label too. And just for the record, that's Killing Moon Records. Just, Killing I Moon keep, Records. Yeah, yes. I keep saying that record label, so it's Killing Moon <laughs> Records. And we deal with Jasmine all the time, and Jasmine is awesome. Oh, I love Jasmine. Yeah, she's yeah. so great. To, she's so great to deal with. So what do you guys have planned in the uh, in the upcoming future here? I mean, well, there's there's like we have a new single coming out called You'll Be Fine that comes out on um, the 25th of May, I think, everywhere. And then all these songs that we've been releasing lately are all building up to putting out an EP that's going to come out uh, all of it on the 20- on the 15th of June. And then we've just finished our second EP that's going to be coming out. The dates aren't set on that, but like later in the summer. So we'll, we kind of have music coming out consistently from a couple months ago until I'm guessing like September, October. Right. Yeah. And the stuff that we've been releasing lately is like a bit more like garagey, rock and rolly kind of punky kind of stuff. Yeah. But then the, the second EP that we have is much more uh, psychedelic and mellow. So they're two EPs that kind of work with each other, but sound uh, different. How is that going to work out live? That's going to be a, an interesting thing that we're <laughs> going to have to figure out. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's been kind of fascinating working on a lot of this stuff because uh, normally I'm from a, a, a school of go, uh, rehearse really hard, go into a studio, record mostly everything off the floor, you know, a few overdubs after and that's your record. And with this one, we took our time with it and we did a lot of it just separate and remote. And uh, so you stopped relying on... Uh, uh, the, the, like a, a time structure to how the record had to had to work. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't in a studio. If I didn't want to play guitar, I wouldn't play guitar. I'd plug a keyboard in and do MIDI stuff with that. And yeah, it was like, which kind of, I think, lent, uh, lent itself to making a more psychedelic uh, EP. Interesting. Rena? Yeah. Been- yeah, I can't wait to hear that psychedelic stuff. Like, you know, there's, there's a very like distinct sounds of what you do and, and like this, little like dash of spooky in there and stuff and it's like it's nice it's cool i like that and i i, I really just like bands who aren't afraid to you know just shuffle the board a little bit you know like go to the other end and then to the other end and, and maybe yeah. meet in the middle and see what happens and and just make a yeah, match I've, of it I've, but, I've always i've always been uh a fan of of bands that don't just sound the same from song to song. And I really think that like, uh, I've, I've, I've made a conscious effort to like try to never make the same record twice or never feel like it's in a groove and it just kind of does its thing. So whenever it feels like it's becoming, uh, predictable, it's always a good idea. I think to switch, switch it up. Like I'm not as extreme as this, but like, I've always liked Ween, a band like that for that reason, that they just, they're like an extreme version of that, but like every record is just so different, but yet it all still has uh, a a heart and a core to it. That is, uh, you know, uniquely them. Exactly. Yeah. There's something about the sound that you can tell that, Oh, it's them, but Whoa, what is this? You know? like Yeah. Like I think our stuff is always a bit sarcastic, a bit humorous, a bit dark. Um, uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously. That's kind of at the heart of it, but how that sounds can be like really different from track to track and album to album. Do you worry about when you're writing? I know you say you try not to write the same album twice, but do you worry about fans not following along with your, trajectory oh absolutely yeah yeah because I'm, I'm sure they don't a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i mean totally i, I like because i i totally get that it's like um especially i think nowadays because people don't just buy a record and listen to the record some people do but a lot of people don't they're just going to listen to 30 seconds if you're lucky of one of your songs right. and then they're going to make an opinion on who you are and what you do based on that Right. Uh, limited amount of exposure. So like whenever somebody's like, you know, I like your band or don't like your band, you always wonder like, well, what's the 30 seconds you heard of us that made me <laughs> right. Make that decision. Yeah, exactly. But then you just, I don't know if thinking about that too much will drive yourself crazy. You just ultimately have to do something that you're proud of and makes sense in your own mind so that you're, you know, you're okay with it. Right. Yeah. I also think it's interesting that, and you're not the only band doing it. A lot of bands are doing it. The, the new model of the one single or one song every month, every six weeks or whatever, instead of putting, you know, I'm old school. I'm a little older than all you guys. So I'm used to getting, you know, the whole record that was sequenced in a certain way. There was a whole art to it. Now it's one song, one song. And then you actually put together an EP or a record at the end of it all. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm from that. I'm from the same uh, mentality. Like I, I have uh, like, I have, 
I have a record collection. I collect records. So I like, like I love the whole album. Um, but it just became a matter of you spend all this time and effort and money making a record and then you would put it out and you would do like the PR thing and, you know, it would make a splash. And then a month later it would be like gone. And this is, I think, just a way to stretch things out yeah. longer so that you can keep people's attention because it's so fucking hard to keep anyone's attention, yes. uh, you know, nowadays. So you almost need to constantly have content that's out. And yep. I'd rather have new songs coming out all the time than, you know, doing stupid shit on TikTok or something. No, no. But, you know, like, <laughs> I 100% get it. And it's funny. Yeah, yeah. We've talked to people that are really, uh, totally into TikTok all day today, but I yeah. get 100% what you're saying. <laughs> You talk, you, you talk to Sam. I know Sam's into TikTok. I know. Yeah, I know. Oh God, he's always like, "You got to do TikTok," and you're like, "I can't. I can't do it. I, I just, I can't get into it." I have, I have a one-in, one-out policy with social media. It's like, gotta lose one if you're gonna bring on another one. We so. were just talking about that earlier. There's too many of them. I can't. Yeah. I can't keep up with it. You know, with a full-time job doing this and doing a million other things, I can't do. And every day there's another social media I got to be worried about being relevant on. I, I, I can't. I know, and it and it changes so fast. It's like you put in all this effort to build up a following, and then you know kids don't look at it anymore, and you're like, right. oh shit, I guess I gotta <laughs> learn how to use another thing and try to build up followers on that. And I don't know who's wanting to see a 15 second video of uh, you know an old fat metal dude doing <laughs> anything that nobody gives a shit. So TikTok is probably out for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't get it. I'm not, I'm not. I find it tough to, I find it tough to to do that. Anyway, Rena, you got anything else? No, I'm just like weirded out by the TikTok talk all day today. <laughs> what's what's your take on TikTok? Do you like Do you like TikTok? No, absolutely not. Like it's so weird. I'm I'm so old. I thought I would be the cool mom who was like, you know, on so what was the like? I'm hip. I'm cool. You know, I'm, I'm so tweet? not. Because yeah. even the user interface of TikTok looks so weird to me. I tried to use Snapchat for a little while, and yeah. I was like, "Why? Why, people? Why?" Yeah. Good and thing you got. Good thing you got out of that because that one, I think nobody uses Snapchat anymore. Oh, that's not a thing. I, I don't. Th I don't think so. I know. I never get pressured to ever do anything on Snapchat. So my, like, my kids are gone. My kids are gone and out of the house, so I don't even know what the newest ones are anymore. I just heard a lot about TikTok today for some reason. Because you talk to yeah, you talk to Sam, now. but Sam yeah. wasn't the only one. We had like oh, okay. we've done. Yeah. I think you're number five, but we've everybody's been doing TikTok. Yeah, and not I think, like, I think like, this is not the third time today that we're talking about TikTok, and I've been doing this show <laughs> for like a year, and it's the first time this ever comes up with any of the bands. You know, maybe it's because like you're not metal guys. Maybe like all the metal people are such fucking relics that it's not even in their. And I, I, I think, uh, but, but but I think that like, cause I, I do get pressured a lot to have to do, especially from like industry -y kind of people that you have to work yeah. with. And uh, I, I feel like if it's, if it's something that you genuinely enjoy and want to do it, it's going to read well and people are going to respond to it. But if it's forced and it doesn't feel natural for you to do that kind of stuff, it's probably going to come across as forced and not very yeah. natural. So that's why I tend to stay away from doing that kind of stuff because yeah. it would feel, it would feel fake. And I think people could read that. And uh, a big thing about, you know, bad pop or lots of things that I try to do is you want it to try to feel as genuine to you as possible. Like sure. it's like, like it's your point of view. It's your voice coming across and yeah, you want to cut out that 
anything that gets in the way of that. And I feel like TikTok would definitely, I don't know how to use that in an authentic way. No, so me neither. I don't. Yeah. Anyway, before we go, is there anything we missed you want to cover? Uh, that I want to cover? Uh, huh. Want to <laughs> no, ask no. anything you've always wanted to ask, Rena? <laughs> Where are you in Finland right now? I'm in Finland, yeah, yeah. Are, are you in, are you in Helsinki? Okay, nice. All right, okay, cool. Do you like Do you like saunas? Do you have? I love sauna? them. I have. Them. Yeah, go Not like about- three to five days a week, I guess. Oh God, I love that. I love that about the culture. I wish people were more into saunas here. We're oh, also saunas. cold and dark. We're cold Wait. and dark in Canada. We don't. You have a have sauna saunas. at your house? There's, yeah, at my flat. I don't have a house, but I have a Whatever. flat. Yeah. Shit, I love saunas. Yeah, isn't it, it great? Man. Yeah, and like, you're right, Chris, like, you know, there's a lot of similarities between Finland and Canada, and I've said this before when we were talking to some someone else from Canada, like, as a little girl, I was absolutely fixated by Canada. I had read somewhere that it's the happiest, best country in the entire world, and my little girl, girl brain just wrapped around that, and it still sort of represents some sort of, you know, paradise for me. You know, like in my in my dreams, I sometimes live in Canada still as a like I'm almost 40 now and it hasn't gone away. Well, if you, I guess. Well, if you ever want to come over, we have a lot of space in the country. It's almost all empty space. So we, there's tons of room. My uh, my yeah, par- our partner, Chris, same way. <laughs> our partner, Chris, is from Vancouver as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, he couldn't join us today. But yeah, he's from Vancouver. And he always says that. There's people on both coasts and the middle is dead empty. Yeah, it's yeah. When you uh, when you first start uh, touring, it's from Canada. You you get the worst of how touring can ever possibly be. So anywhere you go after, it seems fantastic. I remember <laughs> going to the going to the states. You're like, oh my god, there's so many cities and they're just everywhere. And then you go to like Europe and it's even crazier. Like right. you tour England and it's you know people. People are amazed that you would drive over two hours in between shows. And here you just, you know, you have to, every show has to be two hours plus. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I still have to say, is that like, uh, uh, like the, uh, the picture of of Canadian hospitality? Like, okay, so if you want to come over, it's not like I'll buy you a beer or like I'll take you to dinner. It's like, we have a lot of empty space. Yeah, I'll find you an apartment. (laughs) Nice. Chris, I appreciate you taking the time, my friend. Good luck with everything. Stay safe. Great. You guys, too. Thanks a lot. Appreciate well. it. Take care. Yeah, have a good one. All right. Nice to meet you, too. Bye. Bye. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.